What's going on, everybody, and welcome in to another brand new Super Bowl special episode of This Week in Sports. Want to first off apologize, did not do an episode last week, debated doing one this week as well, but it's the Super Bowl, so I've got to bring you guys a Super Bowl special, of course, right? So what we're doing for today's episode is going to be mainly about the Super Bowl and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Bucks and Tom Brady are the first team to ever play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Of course, no team has ever won it in their home stadium. And in Tom Brady's first year as a Tampa Bay Buck, all he's done is take his team to the Super Bowl as a fifth-seeded wildcard team. Those wild card teams, man, when they get hot, they get on some sneaky runs. And here we ha- here we are, here we have it. Um, what I think is the two best quarterbacks basically to ever play the game. You've got the old school goat in Tom Brady and the new school goat in Patrick Mahomes. Of course, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, looking to become the first team since Tom Brady's 03-04 Patriots to repeat and win back-to-back titles. But leading up to this, there is some big news, but let me first start out by saying it is Saturday, February 6th, 2021. If you live over here on the northeast part of the country like I do, I am located in central Jersey. We got slammed with about 18 to 20 inches of snow last week, um, last weekend, so it was a bit rough. That was not really the reason I I didn't do an episode, but um, you know I, I'm I'm producing an audiobook right now. Um, I'm dabbling in audiobook narration, and I've got let's see nine more days until that audiobook is due. So I've been working tirelessly, nonstop, um, each and every day to try to produce that and get that thing finished up. And uh, when it's done and when it's out, I will link it and let you guys know where you can find it, where you can buy it and uh, throw me some some love. But back to this game. Um, there is some breaking news that we have to start off with, okay? Adam Schefter did just tweet that it looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to trade Carson Wentz in the coming days, but that is not the big news. The big news is the Kansas City Chiefs outside linebackers coach, that is Britt Reed, the son of head coach Andy Reed, let me say this. Andy Reid, it's well known that his sons have dealt with with drugs. One of Andy Reid's sons did overdose and die, and I'm not sure, I'm not going to speculate because I don't really know, but I'm not 100% sure Britt Reid might be one of his sons that also did have a bit of a drug problem before you know, getting clean and down um, on the straight and narrow. He was a grad assistant at Temple. He really worked his way from the bottom up, just like everybody. And he joined the Kansas City Chiefs staff with Andy Reid when Andy Reid came over in about, I think, 2013 season or so. And he worked as like a defensive quality control coach. And he's since moved up to outside linebackers coach, right? Well, Thursday evening, Britt Reid, Andy Reid's son, the outside linebackers coach for the Chiefs was involved in a car accident that has left a five-year-old in critical condition battling for his or her life. So the story goes, Britt Reed 
was driving home. I want to say this happened in the late evening, maybe nine o'clock at night. There was a car broken down um, off an off ramp. I guess he was coming off this ramp or coming um, off this exit. Um, and the car was stopped off the side of the road and they were broken down. They had called a friend. The friend came with his car, pulled it in front of uh, the broken down vehicle, had two kids in the backseat, I think a five-year-old and like a four-year-old. The four-year-old suffered, you know, minor injuries, nothing serious. They're okay, thank God. Well, Britt Reed came, he swiped, I guess, the back edge of the first car that was broken down, and then he also hit the second car that was there aiding this broken down vehicle, and there happened to be two young children in the back seat. My guess is they were, you know, not wearing their seatbelts at the time, and there was some pretty serious damage, obviously, so if you put a kid in critical condition. Now, Britt Reed did admit he had been drinking, so he was under the influence. There, the uh, patrol officer, I guess, that was first on scene did say he smelled alcohol. They questioned him. He said he had about, I want to say he said like between two and four drinks, something about something along those lines. Now, Britt Reed is a big guy, so there's no saying if he would have blown a breathalyzer, if he would have come back over the legal limit or not. But they did take him to the hospital because he complained of some stomach pain and they did draw some blood to test that. Um, so right now he's under investigation. I don't believe he has traveled with the team. But again, this is, we're talking a couple of days before the Super Bowl. I mean, this happened th This happened Thursday. News broke of it yesterday. And the Chiefs are leaving for uh, Tampa Bay, I believe, today. Um, Adam Schefter just did tweet a few minutes ago that they are taking two separate planes. The first main plane has most of the players and coaches, including Andy Reid. And then the second plane is going to have, I guess, some of those players that are on that COVID restriction list. Because again, all the news leading up to this Super Bowl has been chief related. Uh, 20 players and or staff members were scheduled to get haircuts earlier in the week from a uh, barber who did test positive for COVID, found out that he had an inconclusive test and it came back positive, I guess, while he was actually in the middle of cutting um, the center Kilgore's hair. Uh, Demarcus Robinson had already received a haircut from, from this gentleman, the barber. So him and Kilgore have been quarantining. Word is on the street today, both of those guys will be pulled off that COVID restriction list and they will be allowed to play in tomorrow night's Super Bowl, which will um, be scheduled to take place at approximately 6.30 p.m. So what we're going to dive into in this show is go over some of the cool prop bets because uh, this is the most bet sporting event of the year. There are a lot of odds boosts and different things like that. So if you don't typically bet sports, um, you know, people in offices, they go into their office box pools and whatnot. I'm in one as well. I got some decent numbers, uh, 6-2 and 6-1. Not too bad, uh, but what I'm really banking on is my off-season bet of $25. It was three days after Tom Brady announced that he was going to the Bucks before they signed Gronk, before they signed Leonard Fournette, before all of it. March 20th, 
I threw $25 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this Super Bowl. And we are one game away, one day away, one day and approximately three hours away from that bet going from $25 and turning into approximately $775. That would be one hell of a haul. Um, I'm excited. A lot of people um, are betting both sides. I have seen this game being bet on both sides. I'm hearing 60% of bets are for the Kansas City Chiefs who opened at three and a half point favorites. Okay, they are now, that line has dropped slightly to three. Okay, if you were fortunate enough to grab it at three and a half, congratulations because that hook is amazing if you bet on the Bucks. Okay, um, so yeah, 60% on the Chiefs. They're like minus 165 favorites. Um, let me just verify that. I saw that on CBS, but I go by DraftKings usually. So hold on, game lines. They are minus uh, 162 right now on DraftKings. Money line, Kansas City Chiefs and the Bucks. A lot of people going with the Bucks. Of course, you have Mattress Mac, that crazy guy in Houston who placed the single largest wagers thus far. I think it's like $3.46 million. He laid it on the Bucks. I believe at the plus three, um, he went to the Colorado DraftKings Sportsbook to make that bet. He said he was not finished. He planned on making another bet on the Bucks closer to game time because he wants to be uh, the all-time leader in the biggest bet ever on the Super Bowl. So I think he was like $40,000 short there. Um, so by game time, he will have placed the largest wager in Super Bowl history, if my sources are correct on that. But what makes the Super Bowl so fun and so great is that you can bet on the coin toss. You can bet on the first play of the game, the first drive. Who remembers back to the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos? I believe that was at, um, was that at MetLife? The Broncos played in MetLife one of those two years, either way. Um, when the first play of the game was a safety there was a guy that bet that that won like $200,000. So there is money to be made all around on this Super Bowl. Of course, one of the biggest ones that people bet every year is the over under two minutes on the national anthem. I believe I read yesterday that three out of the last four national anthems sung at the Super Bowl have gone under the 90 seconds or, or two minutes. And... um yeah, it should be fun. So I'm going to pull that up actually right now. Uh, National Anthem. The over-under is at... Okay, so the prop bet they have on here is any scoring drive to take less time than the singing of the National Anthem. So you figure about two minutes or so on the National Anthem. Do you think there will be a drive in which a team scores like a bomb 65-yard pass to Tyreek Hill and it's like 30 seconds? I... I'm reluctant. I'm going to say probably not. The uh, yes is minus 335, which is shocking that they think it's that likely to happen. No is plus 250. That is not a bad bet. If you want to place, if you want to throw like $25 on no at plus 250, that nets you um, a total profit of 8750 minus the 25 that you put in, and that's your total you know, profit there. That's not a bad bet. 
I was trying to find the um, actual over under on the um, national anthem. Let me let me jump over onto uh, the internet here and and check this out. And by the way, the national anthem this year is going to be a duet. I forget exactly who's doing it, but it is a country male star mixed with an R and B like soul us female voice. Yeah, Eric Church. It's going to be Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. I'm not really sure who she is. Maybe if I saw a picture, I'd have a better, clearer idea. Um, okay, yes. Most sports books have the over-under for the national anthem set at 1 minute 59 seconds. The first Super Bowl national anthem was uh, way back in Super Bowl uh, 40 when Aaron Neville and Aretha Franklin finished the song in 2 minutes and 8 seconds. And four out of the last six Super Bowls have lasted at least two minutes. But it was close. Um, according to Radio.com, Eric Church hasn't performed the national anthem at a major event before, but Sullivan has. She performed at a Sixers game in 2014 and finished with a length of one minute, 44 seconds. She said of the Brave twice and then at the NHL Stadium Series in 2016, that rendition clocked in at just 138. So it, there's some variables here to think about. The fact that it's a duet really throws a, a wrench into this scenario. So um, whether you're one that likes to bet that, it being a duet um, is tough. But the last couple have been under. The problem here is the fact that there's not as many fans in attendance. So um, they said that if the acoustics are not right with a full crowd and you're outside, you can usually sing and you don't need to put the earphones in where you have to hear yourself because the crowd really sucks out the noise. So usually they put those in to hear themselves um, singing in real time because without fans, usually indoors or something, you get that big, loud, distorted, you know, you might get an echo and then they could be off key or something of that nature. I really was was diving into this deep yesterday. I read a whole article about, you know, music, musicology professor um, and different things. They were talking about it. And so the reason I don't I don't tend to bet on the coin toss or something like this is because if I were to do that, then I might as well just go play, you know, roulette or a hand of blackjack where I'm just putting it up to chance. Granted, there's some numbers you can look at. Like I said, a couple six of eight, they're saying went at least two minutes, but it was very close. Three of four went under the two minutes. That to me, there's some stats that that support going under with this, but I think there's just too many variables to account for. Um, country singers, they tend to go slower as well as, as do R&B singers. And the fact that she's only got 15 minutes to spare or seconds to spare. She went 144 and then one, what was the other one? She did 138. But you add a second person, that could add up to 20 more seconds. I don't know. And they said the last time that uh, Aretha Franklin and Aaron Neville did a duet, the song was done in two minutes and eight seconds. So it did go over. Um, so personally, if I were to bet this, I would probably lean over. But again, I'm not one that makes sports bets on chance. I like to look at numbers and stats, and that's why I typically only bet on sports because I can use my eyes, and it's called the eye test for a reason. And I think I have a pretty good eye and a knack 
for knowing different things. And that is why I picked Tom Brady to bring this team to the Super Bowl all the way back in March. We're talking about one year ago, 11 months, really. And it's because I learned over the years to never bet against Tom Brady, the GOAT. And the same can be said for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, what I will say is that defensive coordinator for Kansas City is Steve Spagnola. He has faced Tom Brady before in the Super Bowl, getting the best of him way back when, when he was a member of the Giants coaching staff, when he was the defensive coordinator there, beating him. I believe Tom Brady has been waiting for this moment for a really, really long time. Okay, not only is Tom Brady playing in Tampa in their home stadium, so they've got that momentum on their hands. You think that Tom Brady doesn't know he's an underdog right now and doesn't know the pressure that's on uh, Patrick Mahomes to repeat as the new GOAT? Because there's talk by every major sports radio station in America that if Patrick Mahomes does not win this Super Bowl, he will never catch Tom Brady and become the GOAT. Could you imagine two Super Bowls in his first three years? He will be the new GOAT. Will he get to seven Super Bowls or win six at that pace? After getting two and three years, it's very possible that he could get there. But what we're witnessing with Tom Brady is something we'll never in our lifetime witness it again. I'll never see anything as great as Tom Brady to go from sixth rounder, to go from a kid from California who had to have his fa- his father help him send tapes out to, to, to colleges and then go be a backup at Michigan before finally getting a chance in what is junior and senior season, then go to the combine where he was too slow, he was too skinny, he was too this, too that, going to the Patriots in the sixth round to becoming the greatest of all time. Tom Brady, as somebody that played for the Patriots, I'm a Jets fan. Now that he's gone to Tampa, I can officially root for him. I just don't know how you can't root for the guy. He is so good at what he does. He he reminds me so much of Derek Jeter, just so much because he literally lays everything out on the field. His whole life's mission is his is his sport. And that's what was so great about Derek Jeter because while other guys are out partying or at strip clubs or have are in the tabloid, Derek Jeter did none of that. Granted, he had his one-night stands, and the rumors are that he would leave gift baskets for the women as they woke up, but Derek Jeter didn't get married until after his playing career was over, okay? He focused nonstop, probably ate properly 365 days out of the year, probably worked out every single day of his life, and that's Tom Brady. That's the TB12 method. That's why he's defying the odds at 43 years young and wants to play until at least 45 or beyond, depending how well this run in Tampa goes. And we'll find out tomorrow at 6.30 when when uh, everything, you know, the Super Bowl kicks off. There will be fans in attendance, so that is good. Like I said, not as much. There's going to be like 22,000 and I think uh, somewhere around seven or 8,000 uh, vaccinated healthcare workers, which is really cool that they're going to let them come in there. But uh, yeah, I think this has the potential to be a all-time great Super Bowl. We remember the Falcons and Patriots Super Bowl. Well, guess what? This could be better than that. Not to say we're going to see a comeback like that, but I think this could be a serious shootout. Now, the over-under total, the line has come down slightly. So if I jump on over here to DraftKings right now, the over-under 
is set at 55 and a half, and I think it opened at 57 and a half. It's come down two points, basically. Um, a lot of stuff I was reading that it had come down a full point, but DraftKings has it down at 55 and a half. Don't get uh, roped into this or, or don't fall for this trap. And what I mean by that is, will it go over? It probably will, but take this into account. It is The weather is not expected to be great there. We are expecting some rain. How much? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a weatherman. I haven't really looked into it. Personally, I'm staying away from the over-under, and I'm probably not going to like throw my money at too many of these prop bets or anything crazy just because I know I have a potential winning of $750 net profit if the Bucks can straight up win this game. Um, everybody tells tells me, you know, I should hedge my bet, throw a live bet in there on uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And look, we all know that the Chiefs tend to start off slow sometimes. Um, they did it against the Bills when they were down 9 nothing, and then immediately they came back and by halftime they were already winning the game. Um, and this, personally, I don't feel that this Kansas City team is as explosive as they were a season ago. Don't forget, um, the guy Tardif, the the medical doctor from Canada, he was one of their O-linemen. He opted out of the season. They are going to be without left tackle Eric Fisher, who is a former number one overall pick. Not a a first-round pick, the number one overall pick out of Central Michigan. He blew out his Achilles in that game two weeks ago against the Bills. Now, everyone wants to say Andy Reid coming out of a bye is unbelievable. And yes, the same can be said for Patrick Mahomes because he has also been great coming out of buys. Um, And then, of course, I think he's, what, 7-0? Let me me double-check this here if I remember seeing that uh, properly. But, But the thing is, you're going up against a really good Bucks defense. And the Chiefs this year, they failed to cover in like nine of their last 10 games, something crazy before they covered against the Bills. But, um... You know, it, it, it's poised to be a really, really good game. And um, the the thing of the the thing of the matter is that the first quarter is probably going to dictate who wins this game. But it also could be one of those first quarters where it's zero zero headed to the second. Tom Brady in his career, this is his tenth Super Bowl. In nine previous Super Bowls, he's never led a first quarter touchdown drive. And only one time in those nine games did he lead his team down the field in the first quarter and they kicked a field goal. So a lot of people might be leaning towards going with the Bucks. I mean, excuse me, the Chiefs, maybe first half spread or even first quarter. But here's the narrative that I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't be so surprised. Tom, you think Tom Brady doesn't know that? doesn't know people are talking about his performances in his last nine Super Bowls, not being able to score touchdowns. Look two weeks ago against Green Bay in that NFC Championship game. They received the ball to start the game. Tom Brady converted, what, three of three third downs or four of four and went on a opening drive touchdown to start the game. And that set the tone for the rest of the NFC Championship. And they really didn't look back. Granted, they let Green Bay back in the game because Brady threw three interceptions, which you could argue two of which should have been caught 
They were off receiver's hands. Mike Evans, I don't know what he was doing. They, two of them hit him in the hands. But um, so, so yeah, I think that's a narrative. I think people are going to get roped into that trap as well, taking the Chiefs either first quarter or, or, um, or you know, uh, first half spread. Here's one thing I will say. If it's a decently low halftime uh, total, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't fault anybody if they jumped on the second half over because I think there could be an explosion of points in the second half because everybody comes out, you're jacked up. It's the Super Bowl, right? You're nervous. You know, you're going to start off slow. Um, so if you want to go Bucks and Chiefs to punt on their first opening possession, uh, I believe it's like, it's like um, plus money. Let me see. Kansas City. If you bet Kansas City to punt the ball on their opening possession, it's plus 120 and it's plus 100 for Tampa Bay. Uh, so that's interesting as well. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, you have the coin toss. You have the score specials. I got actually a mystery boost on uh, DraftKings who does not sponsor this show, by the way, but I talk about them a lot and I would love it if they wanted me, you know, to sponsor the show or if they wanted to throw an ad my way. But anyway, I got a cool little mystery boost over under two and a half players to throw a pass in this game. And it was like plus 190, something like that, which I'm not going to lie. It's not too bad. Sometimes we see trick plays. You might see a punter throw a ball. You might see a wide receiver on an end around like we saw with the Eagles and Patriots. They both tried to throw back to their quarterbacks. And of course, it's the most famous play, Philly Philly, with Nick Foles in his backup role winning the Super Bowl over Tom Brady. So that's a pretty cool little prop bet. Um, Some other ones that I like, some player props. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown is minus 162. So if you look back, I think the recipe for success, if you're Tampa Bay, is go back to week 12. Week 12, these two teams played each other in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. That game is the only thing that Tampa needs to focus on right now. That is the precedent for this Super Bowl. In that game, Todd Bowles' defense gave up 269 yards receiving to Tyreek Hill and I think close to 200 by the end of the first quarter. So it was 17-0 Kansas City after the first quarter. While the rest of the way through that game, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks outscored the Kansas City Chiefs 24-10 the rest of the way. So that's what the Bucks need to focus on. Not the first quarter of that game, but the fact that they were able to outscore Patrick Mahomes the rest of the way. I think Mahomes threw 103 yards passing in the second half of that game. Todd Bowles really figured it out. So I think Travis Kelsey to score in this game is a lock because Todd Bowles' defense is going to make sure they do not get burned by Tyreek Hill. Now, another interesting um wrinkle to this is that Sammy Watkins, who missed the last two playoff games, is back and he played a big role alongside Tyreek Hill in last year's Super Bowl against a really good 49ers defense. Thankfully, on the Bucs side, if you're a Bucs fan or, you know, the Bucs team, you get Antoine Winfield Jr. back, who's just been a godsend second round pick for this team. 
He had had an ankle injury. He missed last week's game. It does look like Antonio Brown, who didn't play a week ago, is going to be able to suit up. Uh, he was a full go at practice yesterday, so that's a good sign. He's trending towards playing. And Cameron Brait is dealing with a back injury that popped up on Thursday, and they held him out for precautionary reasons. He looks good. So right now, in my opinion, all eyes are on the Chiefs, not necessarily the Bucks, because the Bucks. Everyone thinks, you know, they have it easy. They're playing at home, blah, blah, blah. And it's the Chiefs, you know, can Mahomes get the second one? Two in a row. Can they repeat first since the 03-04 Patriots? Uh, I mean, there's some really, really good storylines in this game. And there's some really fun ways to bet this game as well. You could go live bets. You could go prop bets. Like I said, there are just so many different unique ways. And it's the most bet. A sporting event basically ever each year um you know you could go they have a fat man novelty prop will will an offensive lineman score a touchdown it's plus 1600 if you plus 1600 if you are you out of your ten dollars to win 170 i mean to, see these are the fun bets that you like to do because the fact that you know the odds are that high and they don't think it's that likely to happen. I honestly believe that that is a great value bet. Throw some, throw 10 bucks on it. Boom. That hits. You get Patrick Mahomes throwing a touchdown to an offensive lineman or, or Tom Brady. I mean, come on. That that's, that that's huge. Um, any offensive or defensive lineman to score is plus 800. That's the other thing about this. The chiefs offensive line is banged up. Now Mahomes, I don't know if he got sacked against the Bills, but he's gone a ridiculous amount of games without taking a sack. That is going to be a problem in this game. And, and I, I know if you're the Chiefs, you have to be looking at it as an offense to get rid of the ball quick. The Chiefs love to run screens, whether it's to the running back, whether it's those bubble screens to the wide receivers, whatever it is, they're going to line up Kelsey and Tyree Kill in motion. They're going to put them in a different bunch of different spots. JPP on one side, Shaq Barrett on another. You've got Ndamukong Sue up the middle. I mean, this defensive line is legit. And I think the X factor, you know, it could be JPP. We saw what he did. Him and Shaq Barrett did to Aaron Rodgers in the NFC title game. Sacked him, what, like five times. The X factor is the, is the linebackers. Because Devin White has been just absolutely outstanding for Tampa Bay. Outstanding. He was phenomenal against that Saints offense a few weeks back. But they're the X factor. And then, of course, on the backside, I think the way Todd Bowles has to play this is force Kansas City into long drives or I mean, or short, quick three and out drives. That's great. But whatever you do, you can't allow the big explosive plays. So you have to play safe at least early on. I know Todd Bowles loves to blitz. OK, he was I know him better than anyone. He was the New York Jets head coach for a few seasons. Right. So I know his M.O. and he's been friggin' outstanding thus far this year and throughout the playoffs, okay? And I think that this uh, Bucks defense is going to be vastly different than anything that the Kansas City Chiefs have faced this season. I really wish these teams didn't play each other and didn't have something to go off of, like a blueprint from Week 12, but, um, you know, what can we do? With that Week 12 matchup was way back before these two teams were really hitting their strides. Um, at least for Tampa Bay's sake, because they've they've been playing better than 
they have all year throughout this, I think, seven or eight game win streak that they're on. And they've just been getting healthier and healthier. And Brady's been getting better and better and better. And it's been building up to this moment. They got down 17-0 in that game in week 12. I don't think they will do that. They will not make that same mistake, in my opinion, in tomorrow's Super Bowl. Okay, so for me personally, if I have to bet this game, which I already did, but go, you know, tomorrow if I'm going to bet it, I would take Tampa Bay. I would lay the plus three. Okay, um, some prop bets I like. There are, you could go um, both quarterbacks under in the passing yards. I think that's uh, a pretty good one. All right, Brady over under 295.5 yards. I think that that goes under. And Patrick Mahomes over 325.5. I actually also think that that goes under because if you think about it, Mahomes has topped 330 yards in just seven of his 17 games this season and has gone under that total in four straight, including both postseason games. Okay, he hasn't thrown for more than 325 yards in any of his seven career postseason games. Okay, um, so there's that. And then I think Tom Brady goes under too because don't forget Chris Jones on that D-line for Kansas City. He could have been your MVP in last year's Super Bowl. He was that good. So I think Brady, being that he gets off to slow starts, especially in Super Bowls, I think that this game will be close. I don't think it's going to be a situation where one team is really trying to catch up as much, so they're throwing it at that many times. I think both teams know they have to have some semblance of a run game if they want to win this. It should be interesting, but I do think... So I think it might be high scoring, but not initially. And for that reason, I'm taking both quarterbacks. I would take both quarterbacks to go under the um, the yard the, their total passing yards there. And then another one that's interesting, Chris Godwin, total receiving yards under uh, 71.5. I think he goes under simply for the fact that if, you know, if Antonio Brown plays for sure, because now you've got Mike Evans, you've got Antonio Brown, you've got Godwin, you've got, you've got uh, Gronk, you've got Scotty Miller. There's just so many different guys that Brady loves to get the ball to that I really don't know if one guy if a Mike Evans is going to dominate the the majority of the of the balls and get 120, 130 receiving yards. I think they're going to spread it around nicely. Um, and then, of course, I said I really like Kelsey in this game. I like him to score. I also like him over the receiving yards. I'm trying to see here. Um, they have player prop parlays. Of course, you could bet Super Bowl MVP, which obviously um, Mahomes is your is your overall favorite at minus 106. Brady's plus 190. Tyreek Kill plus 1,200. Kelsey plus 1,300. I think a good bet in this game too, Leonard Fournette, he's a sneaky pick to uh, get in the end zone because he's been uh, really good the last couple of weeks. But of course, Ronald Jones getting healthier. He might he might cut into those snaps. There's game specials. There's punting props, kicking props. I mean, you name it. Cross sports specials. Uh, fantasy uh, points. You could go alternate spreads if you don't like the three and you want to, you know, put that hook there. You could alternate spread that. You could take the, uh, you know, parlay that, parlay the spread with the over under. There's so many different ways you can go with this. Travis Kelsey over 97.5 receiving yards. 97 and a half is a lot, but Travis Kelsey is basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. 
So um, that's not a bad bet either. But I think the better option there is to just take him anytime touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, this should be a freaking phenomenal game, guys. I don't want to spend too much time on this and beat a dead horse, but um, I wanted to keep this under an hour, and I just wanted to bring you some Super Bowl action, um, basically, and, and just make this all about tomorrow's big game because it's going to be vastly different. Most of us are going to be staying home and watching this game, and with the ability to just pull out your phone and bet this game at any moment in time, Live, pregame, bet the coin toss, bet the national anthem. Oh, Chiefs are in the red zone. What's going to happen on the next play? You bet that. Like you could, there's so many different things that you can do and it makes it so fun and so unique that um, I'm super excited for this game and and I think it should be fun. Um, I really do. This will be the second playoff game all time between starting quarterbacks of the last two Super Bowl winners. Of course, Brady won two years ago and Mahomes won last season. The other was 1983's NFC Championship game between San Francisco's Joe Montana and Washington's Joe Theismann. The Chiefs have tallied at least 250 net passing yards and 100 rushing yards in each of their last five postseason games, the longest such streak all time. That's an interesting one. Andy Reid has seven playoff wins with the Chiefs. He's 7-5. and five. That's one shy of the combined total of all other head coaches in franchise history, 8-14. and 14. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I think I'm just going to end it there. Um, I'm all in on the Bucks. Pray for me, guys. A Bucks win, and I take home $750, and I'm no chump. Real bettors don't hedge themselves, okay? So I will be doing no hedging. DraftKings does have a 50% uh, odds boost for a live bet. So on the off chance that the Bucks go up like 10 early on, maybe I'll throw that uh, live bet boost on the Chiefs just because I know the odds will be exorbitantly uh, better, you know, to do that. But I'm not going to bet, you know, 50 or 100 or 200 bucks on the Chiefs at even or even like minus 110, minus 120 type of odds. I'm just, I, that's not, that's boring to me, and I'm not going to hedge my bet. It's either I win 750 or I, you know, or I lose 25. I'm not in this to, to win like $300 or four. No, I'm going big or I'm going home because scared money don't make money. And you guys know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I always end my shows with a, uh, on this date in sports, and I'm, this is no different. So on this date in sports history, you got to go all the way back to the 2011 Super Bowl between the Green Bay Packers and Pittsburgh Steelers. The Packers, that was that would be guys, Aaron Rodgers only Super Bowl as the Packers defeated the Steelers 31-25 in Arlington, Texas, uh at Cowboys Stadium. The Packers became the sixth wildcard team to win the Super Bowl and the fifth since 1997. Rodgers, of course, won Super Bowl MVP, passing for 304 yards with three touchdowns. That was Green Bay's fourth Lombardi trophy and their 13th overall. Like I said, Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Bucks, they are a wildcard team. Bruce Arians, that's another factor. I'm really rooting for Bruce Arians because At one point in his career, he never thought he would get the opportunity to become a head coach. So he got started really late. I think he might have been around 60 or so years old when he became 
a head coach for the first time. So come on, let's go. Let's go, Bruce Arians. Enough of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, because at some point, they're going to become the villains. They're going to become the Tom Brady and Bill Belichick of the group, and we don't want that. Let's go, Bucks. Let's get this win. Let's get that money. I hope you guys enjoy the game as much as I plan on it. Get your snacks, you know, get your grill fired up if it's not too cold out. Get the wings, get the pizza, you name it. If there's any day to cheat, it's tomorrow. It's the Super Bowl. It all gets started 6.30 on CBS. You've got Jim Nance and Tony Romo, two of the best doing this game. I cannot friggin' wait. With that being said, guys, have fun, enjoy, stay safe, stay healthy. Let's go, Bucks. Let's get that money. This is the Pody. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope I help you win some money. I'm signing off. Enjoy, guys. I'll see you next week.